Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Oi, the boys on Footy Prime on occasion are known to use vulgarities and frankly appalling language. And sometimes tales are quite adult in nature. So keep the volume down if there are kiddies around. And thank you for listening. Listening to Footy Prime News and Such, your one-stop destination for footy news and such. Footy Prime, your almost daily footy fix. This Footy Prime News and Such. Welcome, everyone. It's Friday. Hope you had a great Thursday night. We did. JC's not here, but uh, he's here in spirit. As is Craig right now. He's he's playing golf somewhere in, in Palm Springs. Maybe with Jerry Dobson. We don't Jerry? know. We'll hear Ooh. from Craig next week about that. Uh, Wongus here. Jimmy's here, I'm Shams. Uh, yeah, we had a lovely night last night. Um, our, our, our good friend, staple of the Friday show, usually Amy Walsh was in town. And uh, we all went out to a vegan restaurant. And I, I'm happy to say that, that Jimmy and I were surprisingly impressed with how tasty it was. Wonga, you, you're a veteran of these, these establishments. But, I am, uh, but... We thoroughly enjoyed it. Here's the thing about it, though. Remember back in the day when you would go to a, uh, a restaurant or a bar and they were smoking and you came back and you yeah. took a shower like in the morning and you, it all washed off. That's mm-hmm. how I felt in the shower this morning. All the veganism all washing the away. Yeah. And so I ate a, ate a lamb shake this morning. <laughs> <laughs> lamb. Did you find yourself, I was looking around the restaurant and I found myself just judging everyone though as well at the same time. You know, thinking, hmm, what, why are you really enjoying this? Yeah, you really? <laughs> you don't want a really sausage? You don't want a sausage? <laughs> <laughs> it was tasty, though. It was good. But I tell you oh, what, my, my, I got the worst gas overnight and, and, and now. <laughs> like, the worst gas. It's unbelievable. <laughs> like, look at this. Like, I'm, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like literally lifting off. Every now and again, you'll see me lift off my chair. I tell you, I tell you what it is, guys. Truthfully. When you when you go to a restaurant like that, it is uh, 
you know, it did taste good. You've got to give credit to that, but it is, it's a mind fuck. Simply because, you know, when they say the, the chicken mushrooms and they like they have all this meat and then they, they put this vegetable beside it. And then when it comes out and it's a deep fried mushroom and you're tasting yeah. it and you're like, oh, is it chicken? Is it what? What's going on here? And your yeah, mind turns out. You're right. It's like, around it. I think you, it does taste like chicken. Yeah. They, they mess with your mind in there. Although they had the, the mushroom bacon there. And I'll tell you what, it, it tasted nothing like bacon. No. <laughs> no. It was delicious. It was delicious. But it tasted like salty mushrooms. Yeah. Which is good. Yeah. And the pizza was like, a, it was nice. I, I don't know what, what the fake cheese was. But it was almost like a, a mushroom soup on a pizza. It was. It was tasty, though. I liked it. Almost like yeah. a creme fraiche type yeah, no. pizza, right? Like you get in the, in the south of France and in Italy. Yeah. Very, very different. But would you go back, Charms? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not true. I would if I was, was trying to entertain a vegan. I, I would. And, and I, it was good food, but I, I just, I, I like meat. Yeah. It wasn't, here's the other thing it wasn't super cheap. No. That was like interesting. I was like, so are they going to charge us less for a head of broccoli? That's true, because you know, they'd be the same as, say, like the broccoli were kind of like broccoli wings, kind of. Yeah. Right? Yeah. If you got a pound of wings, 20 it bucks. Was probably the same price as a pound of broccoli. So yeah. I don't know yeah. about they're, that. They're doing okay on how they prep and uh, get their margins at this place. But yeah. how, how healthy can it be when it's yeah. fried? Yeah, but that's the thing, though, Jimmy. I, I don't think just because it's vegan, it doesn't need to be necessarily healthy, right? That's the kind of the myth. That it's yeah. it's just there's just no meat. It could yeah. be really unhealthy, but it's just no meat. But those desserts were fantastic. They were, like oh they, my god, they, they were, were delicious. So we couldn't yeah. even eat the desserts, and but the amount of sugar because the sugar is vegan, right? <laughs> to make those desserts taste like regular desserts and feel like re- regular desserts, I can understand that being expensive. Between the amount of sugar, whatever they use as butter, I think it's cashew. Like they come out like that's got to be. Just on a pure, this is not a normal way to bake, mm-hmm. must be more expensive. And you in the kitchen, Charms, when you're making pies, you obviously go, hey, this is too expensive a pie to be making. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You have to right? find, uh, I mean, we try and keep, a, it's gourmet pies, we try and keep a certain standard, but as prices go up, it is a challenge for sure. And some, some pies you're trying and you mess around in your recipe, you've got to bulk it up with other stuff. Right. Right. But that's that's the great challenge, of course. Well, Jimmy Jimmy said buy the cookie, or the woman suggested to buy the cookie, and the cookie was delicious. I tell you, I had the uh, coconut cake with ice cream on top. Yeah, you didn't share amazing. it. No, I didn't. you didn't share one. I had no intention of sharing it. <laughs> like, have you ever seen delicious. in your life when you order things and just you get put on the table, everybody will just have a pick at it, <laughs> and a certain individual just takes a whole plate and eats it all to himself, then turns to the table and says, that was really good. <laughs> but not one other person got to try it. No, and he, and he was unabashedly uh, bragging about not sharing it, too. Well, I don't want to share, share Listen, I'll share pizza and, and, like, you know, the broccoli wings and stuff. That's fine. I'm, I'm happy to share those. But when it comes to, like, a sweet, when you, if you need to have, like, more than one fork between a few of you, and, like, I'm right. not jumping into the same cake. I'm just not doing that. It's disgusting. Yeah. You would have been horrible. And by the way, Jimmy, you can bloody talk. So, so Jimmy, he's talking to the waitress, you know, (laughs) and he goes, well, I'll tell you what, this wasn't bad. 
<laughs> and she's like, oh, I'll let the chef know. <laughs> the gentleman at table 13 doesn't think the food's bad. Wow. What a what a compliment. What a compliment. Yeah. Uh, he, he's sharpening his blade, ready to stab Jimmy. Yeah. Oh, it's funny. No, but really good. Great time with Amy as well. That's how, uh, Jimmy and my, well, my first time seeing uh, Amy actually in the flesh, like 3D, not 2D. Yep. Yeah. And uh, nice. we had a good time. And I apologize for anyone close by. Wong has got the loudest outside. Is that, he's only got an outside voice. Mm. Yeah. There's no inside voice. And the more, the more, uh, uh, what's it, margaritas were you having? You're having. Um, I was having a uh, martini. Martinis. The more martinis you had, the, the filter went down, but the volume went up. Mm. Mm. Yeah. And we it's talked like about a lot of things. Swallowed a microphone. And have you ever noticed as well with, <laughs> with Wong and when? When he's drinking these little fancy drinks once in a while, like he, he starts off with a good grip. And then as he starts having a couple more, that little pinky starts coming out. <laughs> the broken one. <laughs> the broken, gross one. <laughs> well, you know, it's also Jimmy. He, he began speaking in a little bit of French too at the end. Like, yeah, he, he told sure, Amy I again, yeah, we, we, we. Like, what are you doing? I don't know. Me and Amy speak French together sometimes. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. Anyway. I was going to Time. wait to see how you would transition out of this in the Super League. It was a natural segue. About the sharing, about the, I was going to see how it was going to work. Yeah, you know, how do we make things better, right? And, and mm. the new Super League proposal, 80 teams, the new proposal, by the way, 80. Not just the, uh, what was it, 11 last time, whatever it was, um, 80 teams. And of course, it's being hammered by all parties. La Liga's president came out straight away and saying what a, what a joke it is, it's offensive. Um, and I... I want to play devil's advocate here a little bit because we want to dismiss the Super League and the, the initial version of it back in 2021, rightly so. Elitist. Um, elitist. Elitist, yeah, one. yeah, yeah. This one is slightly less elitist in that there's 80 teams being pitched, uh, although no one's said they're in. This is just a proposal from the Super League, which is a company. <laughs> it is still a, a concern. Um, is, is, it's the current system, Champions League, Europa League, uh, Conference League, the system that, that this Super League want to break, right? They want to crush UEFA. That's the whole point. Um, is the current system the best system or is it just what we're comfortable with and what we know, Jimmy? Should we be open to other ideas for, for European football? Super League is the name. It kind of is tarnished. But I love the Champions League, Europa League and all that, but it's not the perfect model. There might be a better solution out there. I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, I love the Champions League. Right? I love how every team's trying to compete to get into the Super, the super League. Um, and then obviously, look, when you your first few rounds and you drop out and you're in the Europa League. And I, I like the structure the way it is now. Um, but if they bring this in, and then I can't see UEFA getting rid of the Champions League. I can't see them getting rid of the Europa League. And then you want this super league to happen? Like how? It's so confusing and it just doesn't make sense to me. I mean, it, you know, we talk about it now where the Premier League is the super league at the moment. Mm-hmm. It yeah. is. Yeah. And you think, you know, are these other clubs in the rest of Europe doing something to break that up where they can get involved and, you know, get some of the riches that are out there in, in English football? Yeah, I think, I mean, this is really, there's many reasons for it, right? But partly it is, I think, to replace UEFA, right? They want a new governing body. 
Um, that represents all clubs, but the bottom line is it's still going to be the rich clubs that will be the most beneficial, right? Yeah. I know they so, complain about the current Champions League, you know, it benefits the big clubs, but it's always been that way, hasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's always been, of course. How can it not I mean, be? Even any new system, unless you've got a, a, a salary cap, which isn't ever going to happen, you're going to always yeah. have the haves and the have-nots, and, and maybe there's better ways to spread the money, perhaps, but I, I just don't understand the, the, the rush aside from we must crush UEFA and we must start yeah. this all over again. So guys, is the, and forgive me, I didn't dive deep, um, Super League, basically Champions League on steroids with 80 teams? Yeah, there'll be different divisions. So right now, I mean, how many, I don't know how many teams are in the Champs League slash Europa League slash Conference League, right? It's probably close to 80 teams though, right? Yeah, so there's those, so basically it's those three tournaments in one tournament. As an FA Cup kind well, of Well, may, maybe, but there'd be, I think there'd be leagues within the 80 teams. Oh, I so see. So you'd still have different levels, but there'd be, I, I guess, promotion relegation from within them. Right. Whereas the, the previous Super League was a closed shop. Here's your, here's your teams. You can't get in there. They're there. That is, you know, what, what was so offensive to so many. There's no ambition for other clubs to get into there because it's a closed right. shop. It's like a North American franchise model, right? Yeah. You know, you're not. Uh, whereas this would have, they're saying it's, it's more of an open concepts you can get in there which is it's better but i just don't know if you need it one part that they wrote in the whole um this big huge document was i found interesting was it says uh, it's also critical that younger generations attracted by globally expanding u.s sports and digital entertainment continue to embrace football as the most loved sport in the world i found that really interesting right because they're acknowledging that the u.s i mean u.s sports marketing is second to none um and it's a threat, right? More kids now. You go to England, Jimmy. More kids now playing basketball on the streets, I think, than than playing footy. Really? Or or, or it's, the gap's closing. Certainly, NBA is doing a great job, right? And, yeah. and and I mean that's the sport. I think beyond all the other sports, I mean, forget about hockey, no chance. Yeah. Um, even baseball, NBA is the one that's causing a threat. I think to because anyone can play basketball. Anybody like can anyone play. can play soccer. Yeah. Exactly. You know, I'm just, you know, you, you you look into this now and, you know, with the Super League coming in and, and already players are complaining about how many games are being played. And apparently with this Super League, they're saying that every team that's involved is guaranteed an extra 14 games or something. Yeah. So right. the Premier League, you're already playing 38 plus an extra 14 on top of that. What's that? 52. Then you still got your FA Cup games. You still got your League Cup. You know, you're going to be well above 60-odd matches a season. Like who, who can play that? You imagine the size of your squads that you're going to have to have? Yeah. I mean, it happens now, right? And with certain that the top teams. But the, mm-hmm. this is saying that all teams will be guaranteed this. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's, it's a real problem, isn't it? And um, we're seeing it more and more now. Raphael Varane just retired from international yeah. football at 29 because it's too much football. Let me try and find the quote, Jimmy. You sent it to us on the dark web. Yeah. Uh, let me try and find this. But uh, it's a real problem, isn't it? How much football is being played. And, and they mentioned that in this report about how we have to watch out for the players. But you're not, though, are you? What is, oh, what, what is the perfect oh number of games? God. What is the perfect number of games, Jimmy, yeah. as a footballer? Like, if you could say, okay, this is the, the number of games I can play at 100% or you're never at 100%, but you know what I'm saying? Like, with keep maintaining my health and my fitness and being – Injury-free as much as possible. How many games a year do you think the average footballer should play? Uh, 
you're thinking around maybe 40. Really? 45 games. I mean, I think I played one one season where I ended up with just over 50 games and I was done that summer. And you got to think as well, people don't realize that you only have, when your season's done, you've got maybe six weeks to five and a half weeks off before you're back again playing. So, and it's not like it, the way it used to be way back when, where, you know, the season was over and, and for those five weeks, six weeks, you do absolutely nothing. You put on weight and you get back to preseason and then you got to, that's when you start dropping the weight and everything. But now it's, you got a week, two weeks off and, and you're back slowly training again, back, getting back into it because you got to go into preseason fit now. That's the way they want you, right? And you got to come back to your club, which I did when I was at them, within five pounds of your, of your fighting weight. You had to come back. So that really, that, that drops quick, but you're focusing now more on the tactical side rather than just concentrating solely on, 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 your, uh, on your fitness. Whereas before you'd have like three weeks of fitness, just run, 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 run. Okay, guys of shape. Okay, now let's get back. Let's start focusing on the tactical side where now when you get back into it, they want you playing football right away and focusing on the tactics as well, as early as possible. Mm-hmm. Now, they are better athletes now as well. There's better sports science, surrounding yeah. it from even 15, 20 years ago, right? Can can the player now play more than they could 20 years ago, 15 years ago, do you think? Or is the, game, the pace of the games increased as well, right? So is it kind of all kind of evened out? Uh, well, no, I think now because they're so fine-tuned, these, these athletes – um, and you can only push it so so you can only push them so much. You know, it's it's like when you have that old jalopy that just goes and it stays at a certain certain speed and it that lasts forever and it lasts for forty years because it it doesn't really peak and you don't really it doesn't overexert itself. But should we, should we call this jalopy? Let's call it Craig. Yeah. <laughs> But then if you get a Formula One car, because it's so high intensity the whole, the whole time, they break down a lot, lot quicker a lot of the times, right? Because mm-hmm. it's, you're, you're going to the max as much as possible. And yeah. that's where these athletes are now. They're, they're pushing the barriers. They're, but it, they're playing at the max now. It's interesting, Jimmy, because I was just thinking of Olympic athletes, especially track athletes. And you would think, hey, the midfielders and the fullbacks are – and the defenders are kind of middle distance runners, a couple, but, and then the guys up front are sprinters, the wings and all that kind yeah. of stuff. And you can't be, it's always the sprinters who get hurt. Like if one little, you know, your, your hammer, your hamstring is just a little twingy, right? These guys yeah. aren't playing. And so imagine increasing your, your amount, your volume of games by one and a half, you know, one and a half times. The going yeah. from 40 to 60. There's no way these guys eat because it's all about recovery time. No one ever yeah. talks about that. It's about recovery time for optimization. That's yeah. what we were always, ba- you know, they bashed us. Go into the, you know, I think Jimmy was always in the, did you go in the ice, the uh, muscle ice tub or anything ever, Jimmy? Yeah. Yeah. Nice yeah. So if you wanted to get in recovery, you need, first of all, the facilities. Um, everyone needs to jump in these things and it's different for every athlete too. So everyone has this opportunity to optimize. You can't optimize if you're playing 90 games a season. Mm-hmm. Well, not to mention the fact that if you, I mean, obviously you have to have recovery days, right? Every, every yeah. team does it. You've got to burn that lactic acid off. 
Um, but there's less and less time to actually train because of that. If you're playing two or three games a week, throwing the recovery days, that's what coaches say. Like, I actually haven't had a full day of actually training these guys for a long time. Yeah. A real challenge for coaches. Could I ask yeah. you this, Sharms? If you were, if you're watching, you, you just said, I love the FA Cup on Twitter. It's my favorite. It's the best tournament in the world. And someone said, you know, you guys were going back and forth, but nothing crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but if, would it be the best tournament in your eyes if every team took their second and third teamers to play uh, play it? Because mm-hmm. they're playing in the champions. Some do, though. Or the super, uh, they do. But the fact that some of these are playing, like, all of a sudden there's another league slash the Super League mm-hmm. that takes priority because of the money. Yeah, well, it does now, right? Because yes. the Champions League, right? Yeah. The, the big yeah. clubs rotate their players in the FA Cup and the League Cup often. Um, and the reason I said it was, in my mind, the best tournament wasn't because of the quality, though. Just because of the concept of it, right? And there's right. over 700 teams, you know, semi-pro teams, amateur teams. What, can- the FA, FA Cup? FA Cup, yeah. Oh, the best, best. Yeah, there's nothing close, and, and no. you can't argue it. And I'm not talking about quality. Of course, the Champions League's better. Of course, the World Cup's better, quality-wise. But when you have a semi-pro team in some little small town in the north of England having the opportunity to maybe play against Chelsea or Liverpool or Manchester United, that's this tournament. The dream, the hope is unparalleled in sport. There's nothing like it, right? Yeah. Listen, March Madness is a brilliant tournament. It's a tournament right? Bracket, the concept's great, but there's nothing like this anywhere else in the world, right? When you have that number of teams, and if you're just part of the football association, which, you know, (laughs) over 700 teams are, you can enter this tournament, and who knows where it might take you. Now, obviously, it's rare that you get fairy tale stories, but they do happen now and again. Look at Wrexham. I mean, I wouldn't even call that a fairy tale, because they they are, their conference is still a great story. They lost a, a league championship team. Pretty damn close, by the way, to mean Spurs, right, in, in the fifth round. But just, I mean, you watch the FA Cup. You, I love watching the ones from the small grounds, Jimmy. You, you played in these games yep. against these tiny clubs, small grounds, and the, the 2,000 people come out from the local town to watch their team play against a Premier League team or a league championship team. There's something about the energy in those games. There's nothing like it. No, you can't, you can't beat it. It's just it's amazing. It's simply because, you know, those smaller clubs and those small communities – you know, they, they all just come out and they rally behind their team and and they're always looking for that upset. And it's funny because when you play against those teams, um, you know, and every single year there's always upsets. And you always hope and you pray to God that you're not that team that's getting upset by this non-league team. Mm-hmm. It's horrible for players. You're like, oh, geez, let's, let's not be that team that gets beat today by these guys. Because, you know, they go, they're going full ball. They're going 100%, oh, they're going right? All out. And you're there as well, right? You're getting changed in, the, like, the shittiest change rooms. And, you know, you're, you come out of the change room, you're walking by the pie stands, and <laughs> you know, you're walking through the fans to get to the pitch. And, you know, it's, it's, a, it's amazing when you look at it. But as a player, you're like, oh, God come on, let's just get through this. And the pitch is a nightmare as well, so you can't play the football that you want because it's all beat up. It's like a cow pad. Well, I, I like what you know yeah. try, Canada's trying to do with the Canadian Championship too, right? It's slowly expanding yeah. as well. It's really, you know, that, that's what they're aiming for one day, right? But even now, it's pretty cool. It's come a long way since, you know, when it was just basically three teams <laughs> playing yeah. in it, right? It'd be, it'd be great if we have something like that in Canada. Obviously, you know, financially, I don't think we could make it work 
travel you yeah. know because in in england everybody you can just jump on a bus so because those community clubs can get on a bus and drive wherever they've got to go and here you know if you're playing a, a non-league team in calgary and a team from and halifax might end up playing them you know mm-hmm. how these small local clubs getting everybody on planes and flying them out and but it's still, but it's not bad though. I mean, they're putting the obviously the CPL teams are in there now. The, the League yeah. One teams, you know, it's it's taken some real steps in the right direction. It's a good tournament now. Yeah, right? it's, it's come a long way, and hopefully they can keep expanding. But you're right. I mean, unless you know Canada soccer study makes tons of money and they can start flying, you know, Grimsby United across to play Vancouver <laughs> Grimsby <laughs> in, in the second round of uh, right, that'd be amazing, wouldn't it? That yeah. would be super cool. Yeah. Um, I'm actually you were talking about having you know players resting. Jurgen Klopp, no, you saw this or not? Jurgen Klopp um, gave his players two days off this past week. Obviously, it's been a disaster at Liverpool. They had their recovery day, and he goes, "No, just take it off, boys. Refresh." How important can that be for a team, Jimmy? Just getting just the two days off during the week, doing a really yeah, it's, stretch. it's big. Um, you know, normally when a manager does that, it's you know things aren't going well, and you just need to. Sometimes you just have to you have to get away from the club. You know, I've uh, I've had managers as well that did, did the same. You know, if things weren't going well, and you could see the guys are a little bit tired because you're you're in that routine where you play the match, you're in the next day. You know, you you barely get any time off with the family, and it's go 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 go. And sometimes, you know, the manager's got to read the room, and obviously he's come in and just looked at it and went, you know, that's it, guys, two days, get out of here. I don't want to see anybody, nobody, no coaching staff, nobody is coming to the club for two days. Get away, go spend time with your family. You know, go to go wherever you got to go for for a couple of days and relax, and then we come back in rejuvenated. And it helps; it does definitely help. And it's not just physically all the time; it's it's mentally. You know, mentally, you've got to get yourself away from from the club and just get away from football. You asked a question. One guy, no, I, I, I just for, for me, it's always I think of Jimmy coming back from a two day sojourn. Beat red <laughs> on the beach in Ibiza. Haven't I, slept for I, haven't slept I, for fifty two hours. I actually I actually did that one time. <laughs> of course you did. <laughs> we had a couple of days off, and because you know in, in in England, right in Europe, everything's so close and flights are cheap. And I end up uh, as soon as the manager went right, guys, a couple of days off. We'll see you later. We'll see you like on Wednesday. It was like a you know a Saturday or whatever it was. The game was over. I'm thinking, yeah, we said come come back in Wednesday. And that night, there was like five of us went straight to the airport, <laughs> booked our flight to Marbella in south of south of south of Spain. <laughs> we went and sat on the beach for like a couple of days. <laughs> but I'm sure I it, was, back it, it, was, it was two days of self reflection, right? I'm sure that's what it was, and just you know trying to see how you could become better. That's, that's yeah, but it was, about, it was right? good though because you came back in, you know, when, when everybody was back in and the banter was good. Everybody's having a laugh. Everybody had some stories and, you know, it's just everybody was kind of rejuvenated. Do you remember whether it worked or were you still shit? No, we won our next match. Oh, do you? Yeah. Right. yeah. Does it happen the other way? Then after that, I think we lost five in a row. <laughs> <laughs> Does it happen the other way where they go, hey, you guys have been playing so well. Take a couple, you know, take tomorrow off or take. Because every once in a while that happened in, uh, like in my sports that I played. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes yeah. you know things are going really, really well, but at the same time, you know you you got to know your your dressing room as well, right? Mm. You know, if you got some guys, you know that that are partiers and they're like, well, you got to be careful with it. Um, but 
you know. <laughs> but he's squad with Jimmy Brennan on it. You're like, be careful with the holidays. <laughs> but yeah. I mean, it's different for each player though, right? As far as, you know, how much you can train. I mean, if you're an older guy, if you're like, you know, Thiago Silva, who's just signed a new deal, by the way, about to sign a new deal with Chelsea. Late yeah. 30s, still, still elite, elite. I mean, yeah. he probably can't train. He must have his own training routine that maybe differs from a 21-year-old kid, for example. Yeah. And, and the manager of it, I mean, I can't see a manager say, no, Tiago, you, you must do the, the, the beep test right now. You know, yeah. he, he, you, I guess you are at a certain point, you respect the player who knows himself better than anyone else, right? Yeah, no, there's definitely some players that you, especially the older ones that, that know how to look after their bodies and know what they need, you know, to, to perform on the weekend. At the end of the day, it's, it's not about what you, what you do. At tra- it's, it's how you perform on that weekend. Right. And there's some guys that are that I've played with as well that were the worst trainers you've ever seen in your life. Like I mean terrible. You're thinking, this guy, how's this guy a footballer? But on a Saturday, they were dynamite. They would light it up, turn right. it on. And you know, Desi, Desi Walker was like that. Desi like he was Desi was a good trainer, right? But when he came game time, it was a different story for this guy. And sometimes I, I didn't I didn't like having too many days off because I just felt a little bit sluggish when I came back. You know, I just, I liked my, my routine. I liked working hard every single day. You know, maybe have one day off and then I need to be back at it again. Um, mm-hmm. But some guys needed, you know, an extra day off just to, to recover. And they knew their bodies and they knew what they want. But, you know, young guys don't have a say whatsoever. It was all the older older players that were the ones that knew their bodies and would have a relationship with the manager and the physios, the physios and the sports scientists. And How, how um, would you say that your uh, commitment to like health and wellness and whatever – change from you know 22 to 32 like by 32 you obviously knew yourself but were you more yeah. committed to to health and wellness no i i was i think because you know when i when i was younger uh you know we didn't we didn't really have the, the sports science and, and people didn't really understand the importance of of nutrition like they did but nobody really paid attention to it but then when the science starts coming into the game you really start to to get it and you know when i when i look towards the end of my career i, I started getting into yoga as well uh, Bikram, I used to do hot yoga and I felt amazing. You know, I was focusing on, on the body, the soul and stretching, eating properly. I know, you guys, I know you guys are taking a piss because I love to have a laugh. But I, I, can, I, just, I, I can just picture it now. You're like, you're focusing all right. But yeah, I, yeah but, I was, but I was actually, when it came time to work and train, you know, I was, yeah. I was the first one on the pitch. I worked my ass off every did single you, day. Jimmy, did you eat vegan the night before going to Bikram yoga? <laughs> No, no, I had a because he would have been trouble. We shouldn't be around you if you were like charms. <laughs> There's no way after a vegan meal I would go into a hot yoga with charms. <laughs> you wouldn't want to. I wouldn't even go myself. That'd be quite embarrassing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. It's interesting, right? Because I mean, it's not. I mean, I'm not. I'm no athlete, but the older you get, the more you realize how much, how important that is, right? Just taking care of yourself a little bit because. It can it can go wrong so quickly now. <laughs> it never used to. Right? Yeah. You know, you, you eat like shit for a weekend when you're 23, 24. Who cares? You feel fine by Monday. If I eat like shit in the weekend now, I'm 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 a, a bit of a mess the next couple of days. You know, I don't feel good, and I, I feel it at the gym. I'm I'm just not strong. I'm not. You know, it's it's amazing how it changes. Hit your hit your forties. Forty for me was the I think the year when it kind of just switched. Like fuck, I'm I can put weight on a lot quicker. And it's a lot harder to take it off now as well. That was the, the year for me. Yeah. Nothing good happens after 40. 
I was going to say you've looked shitty since 40. Yeah, thanks. (laughs) Thanks, Mungo. (laughs) You should have seen me before, though. I was just magnificent. Yes, yes. Uh, Ronaldo's looking pretty good, isn't he, for his age? Jesus. Fairness. He scored four goals this week, but does anyone give a shit? No. Maybe. (laughs) Maybe. Maybe people give a shit. It's pretty interesting that he can go down there, still pop four. Like, I watched all the goals. One of them, two of them could have been stopped. Bad Bad goalkeeping. Mm. But still, I mean, he's still got pace, man. One of them was a full out. He outran the defender. Maybe he looks like he's got pace in that league. <laughs> yeah, because he, yeah. he didn't look like he had pace in, in the no. Premier League, that's for sure. No. no, that's true. Yeah. What are you doing? Are you are you packing your bags, Jimmy? No, I put my charging. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> do you care, Charles? Do I not care? He's, he's north of 500 goals now. Yeah. But anything he gets at this point in this league, I don't care. I mean, listen, there's a legitimate league. Um, they should count, but – and I don't like, – listen, listen, we can criticize him. We've gone through this before. I don't blame him. in mean, Christ, 200 million. Jesus. Um, but as far as footballing and challenging himself, it's like this is a nice little way to end his career, I think, or retirement party. So these goals have a bit of an asterisk to them mm. in, in my mind. But that takes nothing away from what he accomplished in, in the biggest leagues and the biggest clubs in the world, obviously. This yeah. is a one-year contract, right? Uh, I think it's two. Oh. So he's done. If he plays out, this is, could be the end of Ronaldo. This is a swan song. Yeah, week. although his coach his coach said, uh, was it two weeks ago now, that he still thinks Ronaldo will return to Europe. Jesus. At some point. I mean, Christ, 39-year-old Ronaldo? I don't know if he will. Um, you still wonder about MLS and whether that's an option for him mm. at some point. But, hey, listen, he's there. He's, you know, he started off pretty slow, but now he's scored four goals in a game. He's doing just fine. Um, other things to get to on the Canadian side of things, uh, uh, Canada's playing Honduras March 28th, I believe it is, right, at BMO Field in the Nations League, which is obviously very important suddenly, as Nick Bontas told us on, on Wednesday. Um, TFC-wise... Wait a second, enthusiastically. Yeah, enthusiastically, <laughs> yep, yep. Nick is enthusiastic, that's for sure. He's a fan, it's good. Um, TFC-wise, Jaden Nelson left. He's gone to take his talents to uh, yeah, Rosenberg. Rosenberg, that's right. Yeah, Rosenberg. A bit surprised by it. I mean, if you told me a year ago, because I mean, he was pretty highly talented, Jimmy, Jaden Nelson. Yeah. And was thrown in the deep end last year a lot, obviously, with the earlier in the season in particular. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure how great that was for his development, considering the team at the time. But uh, yeah. I guess a fresh start as it comes down to that for him. Yeah, I agree. I think, you know, uh, a lot of young guys played more than what they should have just because of the situation uh, that TFC was in, waiting for players to to come in. And um, you could see sometimes in some of the matches too, he was his levels were dropping a little bit. But you know, he was he was thrown in a deep end. Um, but you know, this is a, this is a good challenge for him. It's good sometimes, especially you know, I would say as well with with a lot of the Toronto boys, it's. Um, you know, when you come through the system at TFC, some are going to go into the first team and be, have a huge impact. And But, you know, I think a lot of the times these these young Toronto guys, you, you got to get away from home, mm-hmm. you know, because you, you learn to become a, an independent young young man. You know, this is a great opportunity for him now to, to go experience a, a new league, different football, new culture, um, live on his own. Um, and this is where maturity sets in now. Yep, I, I agree. Well, I agree. Uh, all right, let's get to uh, some footy picks, shall we? No, before no? footy oh, picks, oh. I want to hear what you guys think of this city thing. 
That's the one thing we didn't really talk Did about. Did we get this to week. that on the no Monday? No, not really. We kind of the back end of of Nick. We kind of touched on it a little bit. But yeah, yeah, but we I can just, talk about it. Oh, yeah, sure, I, we can. It was only because the amount of teams that would have won. Not only, I mean, that's the it's the monetization of it all, right? Mm-hmm. Is that there were teams who were, if this is all, you know, they it, it, it deems to be true, and they're penalized by by the league by the prem. All these teams that would have played in the in the Champions League, all with all these teams that would have won. I think there was eight different teams that would have won. Or sorry, it, it obviously Liverpool, United. There were like two or three of those mm-hmm. opportunities. But for me, it's the hey, these guys would have made the Champions League. Oh yeah, West Ham would have made it one year. Yes, West Ham. Yeah, Everton exactly. would have made it one year, and that could change everything, right? Yes, yeah. that is what's crazy to me because it what it does it shows why it's so important to have financial fair play. And if it's not like this, it's a it's almost like a cartel then that you yeah. never let these other teams get up, right? I mean, is and, there is there a legal case? If say they're found guilty, right? And this could take years, right? If they're found guilty, is there legal recourse for some of these teams to go at them and say, "Listen, because you cheated." We didn't qualify for the Champions League or the Europa League, and we missed out on this money. But yep. then, then do you have to then, in that case, go back to those seasons and any games those city played, remove those points from the equation, which could change it as well. Yeah, dramatically. Like, as soon as you make Champions League, it's like hundred million bucks, right, into your coffers, something like that, right? Yeah. Imagine how that would have helped out a West Ham, a Leicester, all these, you know. I, yeah. I just sit there and I go, this is Dramatic. the recourse that is so interesting to me. And that's why you've got to be, yeah. if, again, it's all alleged, right? And who knows? They, they they were found not guilty by Cass for the last time UEFA went for them. So mm-hmm. who knows? Yeah. But if they are found guilty, I mean, Jimmy, they have to come down hard on these guys, don't they? Yeah, yeah they, 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 the they do. And I understand what you're saying, but I don't think other clubs can go after them as well. Um, but, you know, apparently Pep, Pep's come out and, and he said that he's he's a he's convinced he's fully convinced that the, the club is innocent and they haven't done anything wrong. Apparently, they've got some of the best lawyers in the world as well with this club that are that are working behind the scenes to to prove everybody um, that they haven't done anything. And I think the club's more or less saying, "Well, we've already been sentenced um, simply because of the fact of all these allegations." you know, for, for what they've put the, the club into, right? It's true, isn't it? It's almost like guilty now before being found. Yeah. Nothing right? to see here. Yeah. We all know yeah. there's something to see here. Right? I know so, they're saying there's nothing. Well, and at the same time, I mean, they yeah. might be found guilty, right? And they might be guilty, but who's to say that many other clubs aren't doing the same thing, even on a much smaller scale? It's quite and possible, not as right? well. And not yeah. as well. Man is yeah. the, the poster boy for potential corruption, right? Because yeah. they've done so well and they've been so why, why, I mean, just to throw a name in the hat here, Norwich, Jimmy's old club. Who's to say Norwich yeah. didn't, you know, play with the numbers a little bit here to, you know, make it a little bit easier for them. If you don't know, right? So does this yeah. open a door, a can of worms, Pandora's box? Love Pandora's box. <laughs> <laughs> does it? <laughs> it might. Mate, it, it just what treats it, away it, us in that box. It's, it just might, but I don't think they'll be able to. I don't think they've got enough manpower to go through <laughs> 92 clubs in England, let alone the rest of Europe. You know, I think they've got to be very select and just. Yeah, imagine that. They, they, they exonerate Man City, but they go after like 
Lincoln. (laughs) (laughs) You bought this player for 35,000 pounds. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That sponsorship deal with uh, Dave's used cars, it wasn't worth the money you said it was. Yeah. 6,000 pounds, not 11,000 pounds. Yeah. 25-point deduction. Yes. (laughs) Hey, maybe Wrexham. Maybe Wrexham. Bit of controversy. That's what Rex needs right now. There'll be a controversy. Spice it up a little bit. They could be the team. I'll be interesting to see how that, that all plays out, by the way. Yeah, it will be. All right, can we can we now do footy picks? Yes, please. Are you ready? Yes, sir. DJ Melody. It's footy picks. It's footy picks. It's footy picks. On footy Brought to you by Dave's Used Cars. Dave's Used Cars. We don't give warranties at all. Hey, JC just jumps in there. That was amazing. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't even know he was on. Me neither. <laughs> <laughs> He's been in the lurking in the, uh, the 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 green room, so to speak, of of our platform. I had no idea JC was around, but that's brilliant. Uh, thanks, JC. Jimmy, what do you got for North Star Bets, footybets.ca? Well, Wonger, if I'm going to be looking at this right now. Because you, you you did win us $110. Let me go yeah. through the games quickly here, right? So you got yeah. West Ham, Chelsea. That's the only one on Saturday. Arsenal, Brentford. That's an interesting one. Mm-hmm. Palace, Brighton. Fulham, Nottingham Forest. Another interesting one. Leicester, Spurs. Southampton, Wolves. Bournemouth, Newcastle. Eddie Howe batted Bournemouth for the first time since he uh, he left. Leeds, Manchester United, City, Aston Villa, and the Merseyside Derby. That goal was on Monday. All right, Jimmy, what you got? Well, I'm going to say I will take... Uh, oh, I don't know if there's going to be any upsets here, but I think uh, I think I might go with a Leicester mm-hmm. to beat Tottenham. Really? Ooh. Really? Yeah. yeah. See, I got one. the opposite there. Three point three to one. There you go. Okay. Spurs have like beaten them, I think, four straight times, and they've crushed them with goals too. So maybe it's Leicester's time. Spurs, oh. if he takes Spurs for the win, plus over two and a half goals on North Star bets, it plays pays uh, plus two hundred five, which is juicy. Double your money. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, Leicester came off a. Good win, right? Smashed Villa last week 4-2. They do concede goals, a lot of goals. I was leaning towards Leeds as well. Really? A bounce back against United? Well, they they went up 2-0. Yeah. Obviously, late, late in the second half, they conceded two. Um, but it's always a good match, Leeds and Menu. They're paying plus 275. Hate, United last I looked to were at minus 110, actually, which... Uh, if you buy into United and how they turned it around against Leeds, that's not so bad. And what about Everton? Jesus, do we have to? Everton, um, the odds I saw, they're about plus 500, I think, to win. Plus 600 on North Star Bets. Right 600 now. now, is it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Huh. Six to one. Might be worth it. A draw. A draw or a win. Well, J- J- Charms, you threw out uh, Arsenal Brentford too. Uh, 7.5 to 1 for a Brentford win. 
Yeah, well, I mean, listen, Arsenal coming off that loss. Yeah. Um, Brentford are unbeaten in nine games. Yes. Very quietly, yeah. one of the stories of the season. It's a great match. Uh, City Villa, there's no value there on the results, but uh, De Bruyne for an assist is plus 125, which I like because, I mean, he's got 11 on the season, tops in the league. He hasn't played well since the World Cup. Maybe he's due. You like all those little proposition ones, eh? Hey, yeah, well, I mean, it's, for a it's goal, more value than for right? It it's is. There's more value than some of these results. Yeah. Although, with Jimmy picking. So, Jimmy, what's your lock of the week if we had to choose one? Um, My lock of the week, fellas. I think I'm going to go with... Uh, it's a tough one this week. It really is. But I'm going to go with the Leicester. Leicester to beat Tottenham. Ah, all right. You heard it first. <laughs> Is Conte back yet, or is he uh, still recovering from the gallbladder surgery? God, that sounds just painful, the old gallstones. Yeah. yeah. I think it's a gallbladder, though. I think they removed the gallbladder. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Wow. Which also is, sounds pretty awful. He's going to come back with another, like, his face all hairy. He actually went for a transplant. <laughs> Maybe that's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> In Turkey. Yeah. Oh, sorry. He wanted Turkey, a, yeah. a little mustache. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, anything else you want to get to before yeah. we uh, say farewell? Oh, Eagles to win the Super Bowl. Okay. Yeah. North Star well, Bets has, gives you a, if you sign up, a 10 to 1 uh, bet, one-time bet on North Star Bets if you signed up today. All right, I've got to say something really exciting about North Star Bets, which I discovered yesterday. Yeah. And this actually, for me, it's going to change, I think, everything. You can bet snooker <laughs> on North Star Bets. I think it's new because I've never seen snooker on there before. Not that I was looking for it. I just had to stumble upon it. Do you have a snooker lock of the week then? You know what? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This is for the cha- in the championship league. Um, let me have a look here. All right. Um, I'll take Bill Werbenick. Bill, uh, Bill yeah. Werbenick. <laughs> Bill Werbenick. <laughs> It'd be impressive because he died about 30, 25 years ago. <laughs> um, you know there isn't actually that much value to be had because there's the championship league there's some mismatches Neil Robertson is playing uh, Matthew Selt it's an interesting match but Robertson is due for a good performance I mean this guy might be the most talented player in the world and he's had an up and down season so far he's playing minus 190 to beat Matthew Selt who's at plus 150 uh, so if, if Robertson's average form continues Selt at 150 is very tempting Maybe I'll give my snooker pick of the week each week. I think people would love that. <laughs> people Bergman would look it up. A boy Bergman would. Yeah, he would. Zhao Guodong is up on Neil Robertson right now. Well, you know what? There's one um, set. Is that set? I, I want to say it's controversial. Um, but it's the Chinese players, a lot of them are in a lot of trouble right now for match fixing. Mm. Zhao Guodong is not one of them. Um, but there's been a bunch of them have been suspended. So it's it's quite the scandal erupting through the world of snooker, and you can only imagine, you know, what that yeah. means to the the betting lines, right? Yes. Nothing else. All right, so that's <laughs> my slowly evolving this podcast into a snooker podcast. See, it's, 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 it's all happening. Yes. Oh, wait, the darts. Wait, the darts gets on there. <laughs> Your darts is on there too. You can bet darts. Jeez. <clears throat> yeah, for sure. So much fun. Um, all the Premier League games this weekend. Fubotv.com slash Footy Prime. And uh, footybets.ca, that's how you, you put some money down on those games through Nostar Bets. All right, that's it. We'll uh, return on Sunday. 
Get you set for the big derby and uh, look back on the weekend that was. Thanks, JC. Thanks, Wonga, Jimmy, Craig, Amy. We'll chat to you next week. Keep our newspapers bye. Join the conversation on Twitter. Help us fill Wonger's mail sack at footy underscore prime. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 